How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. What's good, everybody? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Could not do it without you. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, Look, my friends, we've asked you a very pointed question. It is very clear to me that for the first time, uh, and shockingly on both accounts, you know, like if if I if you if if you told me that Mark in the 2023 season, both Dabo Sweeney and Shane Beamer's seats are going to warm. I would have told you that's the worst lottery ticket you ever purchased, that there's no way in Hades, no way in hell that would ever happen. Yet here we are. And that is undoubtedly the case. So we open it up to you guys in this segment by asking you whose seat is warmer. Is it Dabo Sweeney's? Is it Shane Beamer's? 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663 is the phone number. And the MadWorldAttractions.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Hanging patiently on the line is Rich from Chicago. Rich, great to hear from you, my man. Uh, hope you'll tune in on also on uh, Saturday when I'll be hosting 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern time on CBS Sports Radio. What's good, man? Jotted that down. That's good. I wanted to do two things. Uh, one to give, uh, and I mentioned this to Diesel, kind of uh, because I know a lot of the national guys, both Dabo and Beamer are getting ripped unmercifully nationally. Oh, we're, we're really hearing that. Up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that interview that you guys aired, that's on the Chicago, New York stations. Oh, the, the phone call? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, that, that's getting a lot of traction. And I think the answer, and, you know, because I thought, I thought that Sweeney really stepped on it badly. And the answer is, yeah, everybody does have expectations. And I, I wanted to confirm what I told you last week about the Sun Belt being underrated. When you look at the source that I sent you, I think I emailed it to you. You should have this. But the top 50 are sourced by a, a site called gameday.com, which is very good. How about this? In the top 50, there's four Sun Belt teams, two Conference USA teams, and one American athletic team. So that they're highly rated. And I even threw in the top three FCS schools because I'll tell you why. Clemson and Carolina are not in the top 50. Now, I can understand Carolina, maybe. But come on. When you have a trend, when he's talking about their dominance, and you've got seven teams from Sunbelt Conference USA and the American Athletic 
rated higher than you, you got a big problem. And if Dabo doesn't realize this, because, you know, one thing I learned from Parcells, his famous comment was, the NFL is in the talent acquisition business. That's one of his quotes. And I think it's the same thing with college football. If they're not recruiting to the level they used to, and I think it's because these other smaller conferences are getting outstanding uh, power five transfers, he's not. And I think his, his really his, him being adamant about not doing that is costing them dearly. And to answer your question, I think Beamer is halfway out the door. And, and I'm not just talking about the fan sentiment, but people that really know the game have very low regard for this guy. Why? Sweeney can Why? Sweeney hang around based on his legs. No, why? Why do they have very little regard for him? Well, I think I think they rode his father's coattails. And, he, and as you know, he's never been a head coach. And, you know, his brief level of success was a carryover from the previous recruiting classes. If you take a look at who he's recruiting and what he's done, it's, it's, it, it's really nepotism. That's the real issue. It, does he have a job because his father was an icon? Maybe. Maybe, but you even pointed out they could have had Napier or Beamer, and they went with Beamer. Now, the Florida fans would say, hey, hey, maybe you, you could have Napier back after last week. But I think Napier is head and shoulders a better candidate, and I think they screwed up. Well, yeah, but, but Napier didn't choose them. And there's articles online that, uh, that, that plainly say that. You know, like, uh, you know, there's, there's an article online that I read that talked about Power 5 offers Napier received right after the South Carolina situation. But, hey, Rich, yeah. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you on, uh, on Saturday's show as well. Uh, Rich in Chicago believes that uh, Beamer does not hold very high national regard. There's not, there's not a high national regard for him and his work. Right. And his work, you know, to bring you guys back to a conversation we had with Chris Phillips yesterday, we can't determine with South Carolina who is the real USC because uh, because South Carolina doesn't play Southern Cal. OK, we can't. But we can determine who is the real Carolina because North Carolina punked South Carolina. We can most certainly determine um, who is who, which uh, which school has the real Columbia because Missouri punks South Carolina. And do you guys agree and sign on to the very the, the reality that Jacksonville State has the chance to rip the Gamecocks monitor, mo- moniker from South Carolina this weekend? Chris Phillips said this yesterday on our show, okay? He said, yeah, absolutely. You win the game, you get the name, you know? To the victor, go the spoils. You win the game, you get the name. That's what Chris Phillips said. You know, you know what so, you know makes me smirk? You know what makes me have this smug little smile about that? Is the fact that Jacksonville State, you know, this is not a pushover team. You know, and this is, you know, it's, it's making a smirk, Diesel, because this is not the team that you want coming in, this is an everything-to-lose-and-nothing-to-gain kind of game against a tricky little good team that is not who you want when you've got a skeleton crew playing, you know? With Rich Rodriguez, a guy who's done it at a high level, 
Now, you can you can make fun of that all you want to, him jumping around from here to there over the years, but he has been a Power 5 level head coach at multiple big programs before, and he's got that team absolutely rolling right now. 7-2, and two, coming into your house when you're down and they're up. This is ripe for an upset. It is. It most certainly is. So you guys, uh, it's time for you to answer this question, okay? And, um, and Diesel, could you put it on the poll, all right, uh, at the Fan Upstate? Um, both seats are warm. Whose is warmer, Dabo or Beamer? I'm going to answer Dabo's is warmer. I'm going to answer Dabo's is warmer. Why? Why do I feel that way? Well, I, I think Beamer still has the support of everyone in Colombia. All right, in part because the expectations in Colombia are so much lower. Okay, uh, but he's still got the support of everyone. He's chosen them. He's been loyal to them. To the folks in Colombia who just want a head coach to love, he's given them that. Okay, so he's got you know now if he's two and five, two and six next year, that's a whole nother can of worms. Okay, maybe. Maybe they're not feeling him so much at that time. But at this point, yes, I think Dabo's seat is a little bit warmer. In other words, Diesel, do you think on – I don't know if Beamer has a call-in show. I don't think he does. But if he had a call-in show, I don't think he's getting that call on his show. You know, like I don't think somebody's lambasting him the way that uh, Tyler lambasted Dabo. And I think I think Tyler is representative of – 30, 40, 50% of, of how Clemson Nation feels right now. Yeah, we you know, to the to the people who are suggesting that it was a fake phone call, the only thing I could think of is maybe Tyler was actually a Gamecock fan and he was calling it a troll Dabo because we talk about it all the time. These two these two fan bases are flip sides of the same coin. The only team you watch more than your own is the opposite one in the rivalry, the opposite one in the rivalry. South Carolina fans, you're watching Clemson, you're paying attention to everything that happens with that program and vice versa. So maybe, maybe it was an upset South Carolina fan. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this guy clearly had some grievances, and he, he sure as hell was not afraid to air them. At all, at all. All right, folks, that is the question to you. The poll will be up on the Fan Upstate. Uh, we believe that uh, both Beamer and Dabo seats have a little warmth to them. So whose seat is warmer? That is the question for you. Let's get to Crazy Ralph who is up next on the show. Great to hear from you, Crazy Ralph. <laughs> this is a great day, isn't it, fellas? Oh, I just love this. Hey, I'll tell you, there's absolutely no question in my mind that Dabo Swinney's seat is hotter than Shane Beamer's. We all know Shane Beamer has cast a spell over Ray Tanner in the Board of Trustees at USC. Uh, Clemson, they've been to the mountaintop, right? They've been to the promised land, and Dabo is the one responsible for taking them there. However, if they lose to Notre Dame and by some chance lose to Shane Beamer for a second consecutive year, I think the fans will call for Dabo's head, as, not to mention the alumni. I, as much as that absolutely pains me to say, but, hey, we all know Ray Tanner. He's been befuddled by Beamer. And as much as I hate to admit it, Tanner doesn't have the guts to get him out of here. So we are likely stuck with Bema for at least two more years. But anyone with eyes can see that Bema's blessed assurance should have been fired long ago. But he's going nowhere, guys. As much as I hate it, I'm going to say hats off to Tyler. 
that wonderful Clemson fan who called in and exposed Dabo for the narcissist that he is. To change the subject, though, and get to the Jacksonville State Gamecocks, I'm headed to Columbia this week. I'm going to be grilling out with my buddies, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville beats the diapers off Shane Beamer. But what I am looking forward to is paying homage to the greatest football coach in the history of college football, Stephen Orspuria, who will be on hand, and I'm going to be there saluting him, Connor Shaw, DJ Swanger, Clowney, and all the guys that gave me the greatest memories I've ever had as a South Carolina fan. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> I've never heard Crazy Ralph laugh before. He's highly amused at the content of the show today. Dude. I think so- Tyler is an honorary Gamecock fan today. Oh, he is. There, there's no yeah. doubt about that. No <laughs> doubt about that. Uh, Texter says, Mark, really never heard of Carolina Calls. I guess that, that might be Beamer's call-in show. In yeah, Columbia. it would appear to be. Uh, Texter, no, I don't listen to that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't consider coaches' call-in shows generally worthy of my time or good broadcasting or good radio. Because 90% of it is... Hey, coach, just right. want to tell you how much I love what you're doing for our boys. Super proud of you. Super proud of you. Bad radio. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not good content. It's bad so, radio until so, you get this nugget that falls in your lap that's excellent. The only reason I know about Tiger Calls is when either Dabo steps in it or when a caller confronts him. That's the only reason I know about it at all. Otherwise, I wouldn't know about Tiger Calls. Okay? Like, it's, it's not something I do. It's not something I, we watch. Right? Not something I care about. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. I can. Okay. Uh, Mark, just imagine if Dabo said, did something crazy after that phone call, like kick something and break his foot. <laughs> no, no one would be that dumb, Texter. No one would be that dumb. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, Mark, the USC debate has been irrelevant for over a decade, if not forever. Is it irrelevant, Texter, because everyone associates it with Southern Cal? Uh, Texter says, Mark, this Saturday will be the first legal cockfight in South Carolina since 1887. That's true. (laughs) Trey Davis, that's a great point. That is a great, great point. Wow, that is is tweet-worthy, Trey Davis. Uh, Crazy Ralph has that nickname for a reason. You are absolutely insane if you think Dabo's seat is hotter. Dabo has proven to be as elite... As any coach, Beamer has done little to nothing. Now, yeah, but it's not about that. It's also about the expectations for the fan base. The fan base, 100% of the Gamecock fan base, okay, 99% of the Gamecock fan base loves Shane Beamer. I think that number is about 60% for Dabo right now. 60%. So this this isn't a question of either guy losing their job, okay? It's not a question of that. It's a question of, you know, who's feeling a little bit more heat? Who's feeling a little bit more pressure? You know, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't think Beamer's feeling pressure until next year. I think Dabo is feeling a whole heaping uh, a worth of pressure right now. Right now. Larry Williams just released an article on Tiger Illustrated where he interviewed the real Tyler. He interviewed the real Tyler. That is that is really interesting. You know, Diesel, that guy followed me on uh, on Twitter. Uh, the real Tyler from last night. I got right around the time that I was kind of sticking up for him a little bit. I got a follow from a Tyler that I couldn't imagine was anybody but the caller. 
Can't imagine that was anyone but that guy. So uh, so that's that's very, 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 very interesting. All right, my friends, coming up next on the show, uh, we are going to talk college football with our guy Jake Crane from Crane and Company. National show on the Real Daily Wire out of Nashville, Tennessee. That is next. If you want to call in the show to the show, you can, but please do so after the next segment. That's next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Great to have you guys. Great to have you guys with us, as is always the case. Uh, and joining us right now, as he always does, is the host of Crane & Company on The Real Daily Wire, Jake Crane himself. Good afternoon, pal. What's good, man? How's life? Uh, going great, man. Going great. Uh, excited for some action tonight. Halloween in action. God bless America. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, riddle me this, my friend. Um what is your all-time goat Halloween costume? All right, three Halloween questions for you. Goat Halloween costume, Jake. Goat Halloween candy. And the Halloween candy you never wanted to see in your bag. Mm, I'm going to say goat costume. Man, I've got to go the Joker. It's It's got to be the Joker. Uh, the best candy is Reese's, without a doubt. If you don't, I've, if you don't like Reese's, I feel like you should be federally investigated. And then the last type of candy, like, don't put candy corn in my bag. Like, first off, I'm a grown-up. Why am I out here trick-or-treating? <laughs> Second off, I don't care if I'm a grown-up or a little kid. Candy corn's the worst. It, yeah, well, I, I actually like candy corn. I, I'll tell you, Jake, I hated Psycho, Mark Howe. It's, yeah. it's wax. Well, it is it's, wax, it's, but it's, it's tasty it's wax, though. It's tasty wax, you know? It, it, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I will tell you this, though. Uh, the orange, you remember those those ones that were like, kind of coffee flavored or something and they'd be an orange and black wrapping those were the those were the all-time worst crap candy ever oh uh, i know what you're talking about yeah. what were those called yeah what, like that orange yeah they weren't good the orange and black they're wrapped up and yeah yeah un- and it was like taffy oh, that was yeah. like coffee flavor or something it was disgusting yeah i know exa- it's funny i i don't know if anybody knows the name of that candy but everybody knows exactly what you're saying and everybody hates it so so jake riddle me this your reaction when you heard the exchange between tyler from spartanburg and dabo sweeney and this audio clip making the rounds today you, you know th- there's many days jake where you might wonder i wonder what mark and uh, diesel are talking about on their show today Today, you, you don't have to wonder at all because it's it's viral and it's making the rounds. What did you think? Well, every week I feel like Dabo says something else that you got to that we got to talk about. Like it's 
I mean, for the first time in a long time, I mean, we're not talking about anything on the field with Clemson because it's gotten so bad this year. Uh, we're having to talk about Dabo Sweeney, the multimillionaire, uh, versus Tyler from Spartanburg. I mean, wow, what, what, what a life. Look, here's what I'll say. And, and you know, I think David Cohn, one of our co-hosts, he, he you know, said it best. Was if this was something, or, or like the multiple things that Dabo has said, if that was something that we were saying while sitting at his house, hanging out, just us, we'd be like, yeah, man, definitely. But, but again, I'll come on and say every time what I say. Ask yourself if you're a coach that's going to say anything to a fan or the media, does this help my team? The part that, that if we're going to, like, diagnose what Dabo said, and listen, some people like what he said, okay? Some, and listen, I'd rather you be yourself, right? At least it makes it more interesting for us. But the, the part I don't understand is I remember Dabo talking about championship standard, right? This is a championship place. We need to make sure our standard's high when he was building it up. But now all of a sudden the standard's built and people are upset when it doesn't live up to that standard every year and now you're pissed off at them. Like, I don't, I don't understand how those two things can live in the same world. You kind of made your bed, and it's a great thing. It's a high-class problem. You turned the program into a, a juggernaut for at least a while, and now that you're not winning a championship every year, you're kind of, and you're four and four, it's, it's not like you're sitting here six and one or, or six and two. You're four and four, and people don't like the, the flavor drink you're putting out. Now all of a sudden you're you're asking fans, will you come do it? That's I don't know how you square those two things. Jay Crane joining us here, offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. It makes a lot of sense to uh, to me, Jake, what you're saying, uh, and uh, I, I wholeheartedly I wholeheartedly get it. Uh, over on the Gamecock side of things, man, um, you know, I, I've been surprised, Jake, that 100 percent of the Gamecock fan base is still behind Shane Beamer. This is now year three. Year three is when you should be ascending, and they're having their their worst season. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he still has almost unanimous support? Well, I, I think one, it's because he's younger. Like if if this, they're already ready to fire Matt Brown at North Carolina now because he's old, right? Shane's got the young the young thing going for him. He can be here a while, but I do think. With the way last year ended and the way he started at South Carolina, he has built up enough equity to take this hit. The problem is you're running out of equity very, very fast. And, and the more this goes downhill, and I tell you what, Jacksonville State's not going to be a walk through the tulips this weekend with Rich Rod and this group coming into town with really nothing to lose. I mean, they've been overachieving all year. But if it keeps going downhill for South Carolina, eventually, eventually that equity, it's gone. And now it is you're either doing it this year or showing us that, hey, we're back on track and looking good and everybody loves everybody. Or, you know, all of a sudden it turns into a Sam Pittman situation where, hey, run the numbers in the buyout again. What has to happen for, for it to go down? That, that's the territory for next year that we're looking at uh, if, he, if he, you know, eats all the equity up out of this year. Uh, college football playoff reveal. Uh, why, why, Jake, not, you know, like, why do I feel like Michigan's going to get off so scot-free from this sign-stealing thing? I, I know that you, it hasn't been as big a deal for you as it is to anybody else, but assuming you have solid evidence, why couldn't the playoff committee keep them out the same way that the Baseball Hall of Fame voters keep out Pete Rose? 
Well, look, I, I think betting on the, the game and what Michigan did is very different. Here's the part I don't understand. So, so let me ask you this, Mark. No, I think we use the term stealing. Like, it's, it's, very, it's a very nefarious term. So, you know, when I was in it, we could get your signals by watching literally the, the wide view. Of, of the film. It's there. Most of the time, a lot of times people know their signals or they pick up on your signals mid-game or they know them going in. I mean, TCU last year knew that Michigan had their signals. They switched them up and you saw what they were able to do offensively. But like, what makes it stealing signal? Like, I don't, I, that term to me, I'm not, even if you send somebody to the game, I can get your signals from the tape. Yeah, so I, I would say, Jay, if I want them, yeah, I would why say, is it stealing? I would say the rule that you can't have, like, I, and I, I understand, man. Like, I've always said in baseball, brother, if I can see at second base what, what signal the catcher's putting down and I can somehow communicate that to the, to the batter, that's, that's on you. If I can see where the catcher's setting up and I'm the batter, that's not on, that, that's on you. That's yeah. not on me. Well, well, so so, but, so well, the thing here's... is, it's, it's the rule, though, since 1994, that you can't have plants in a stadium watching that, and evidently these coaches know about this rule. Well, look, Michigan's not – I'm telling you, the, f- the further they dig on this, just like with anything, I'm, I'm just cautioning other fans before piling on Michigan because you can – I mean, ask South Carolina fans. They got thrown into the middle of the fire pretty quick. Here's what I'll say. I think, I think the rule's terrible. Like, it does, it does nothing. It prevents nothing. If I want your signals, I'm going to – how does anybody ever recover – from one coach going from one place to another that then plays the other the, the other place he just left. How does anybody ever recover from that? I mean, there's certain coaches that have the signals in their playbook, and playbooks get passed around all the time nowadays, especially in the digital age. So, listen, if Michigan broke a rule, I don't think it's it's to the extent of you taking away games or anything like that. I think the rule – I just don't think it's a great rule because you can get them anyway. I don't think this is nearly as egregious. I think the NCAA is petty, and they're going after Harbaugh because he's embarrassed them on multiple occasions. Uh, but I, I don't think this is nearly to the level of we start talking about the playoff committee holding Michigan responsible for that. I mean, that's, that's way, 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 way pa- uh, over-severed, in, in my opinion at least. You're way too penal, you'd say. So uh, I'll ask you this, Jake. Uh, if Michigan and Ohio State played and nobody has any clue what each what each other's signals are, who wins that game? If Michigan and Ohio State played and nobody has a clue what the other person's signals are? Yeah, who wins? Um, well, again, I, I think you're setting up a hypothetical where I promise you Ohio State knows some of Michigan's signals too. Okay. Um, I think that I, I think they they did play it straight up in Michigan one. I I think Jim Knowles sitting in zero coverage against a team that couldn't hit an explosive play if they ran around with grenades in their pockets was one of the dumbest things I've saw all of last year, and that's one of the reasons why they're playing a whole hell of a lot of zone and umbrella this year. Okay, Jake. So here's what I'll say to you on that, my, and it's my last point. And I understand, Jake, transitive property is always defeated, but you have very very close closely related games here in close proximity to one another. You had Michigan beating Ohio State 45-23, pointing upward every time uh, Ohio State's going to pass, 45-23. Then Georgia beats Ohio State by one and luckily does so. So Michigan destroys Ohio State. Um, Georgia barely beats Ohio State. TCU catches on to Michigan side-stealing, creates dummy calls, and beats Michigan. 
And then Georgia absolutely dehumanizes TCU in the national championship game. You can't show me, Jake, those four results and tell me it doesn't have a it doesn't have a significant impact. But but again, those are teams with totally different styles. Let me ask you this, Mark: Did TCU play? And yes, TCU used dummy signals against Michigan, but but TCU won that game because Michigan kind of took them for granted and TCU played their best game. Look at the turnovers they had on defense that they were able to force. That had nothing to do with the signals. You can't – if we start doing this transitive property thing, there's no end to it, right? So then, then how can Georgia only lose to Missouri on the road last year or beat Missouri by three and then destroy TCU 65-7 to in the national championship game? Then I say, well, then Missouri would have beat TCU by 62, which is styles make fights. The hardest thing about coaching college football is getting your guys to play at their highest level of efficiency week after week. Nick Saban says you can do it four, maybe five times a year. So I, I think we're, we're overlooking so much to try and find something that we're, we're not looking at reality. These are 18 to 22-year-olds, unless you're playing BYU, and getting them to play up or play. If you played how you wanted to play every time, nobody would ever play bad. But that's not the reality we live in. That, that's one of the great things about football is, regardless of if you have advantages. I mean, I know I knew when I was at South Alabama when Troy was going to throw every time because their tendencies were out of the roof. Is it illegal for me to keep check of the tendencies of how many times they throw out of 11 personnel when they get in a deuce formation? Is that cheating? Uh, Jake, I, let, let's pretend you're back at South Alabama for a minute, and let's pretend you're, you're coaching the scheme that you coached at South Alabama, but you had it with, with elite Power 5 talent. Of the yeah. teams, of the teams yeah. that are uh, that are viable contenders for the college football playoff, which would you feel uh, best about playing? What, the one that you think you could exploit if you had uh, if you had the players to go out and win and win these matchups head to head? Who do you think would be the easiest win of the playoff caliber teams? Like if we played right now, yeah. like out of uh, man, I I think the two I look at one uh, Texas because Quinn Ewers is out. Two, I would say. Probably that everybody's gassing up Washington. That's probably who. Um, I, I think not that I think Washington's a bad team. I think they're an elite offense. I just I don't think they're nearly as a complete as complete of a team uh, as some of these other top level teams. I and you know for the people that question Michigan and look, I'm not some Michigan defender. I, I picked Michigan to win it all this year. All this talk about the schedule. This this is basically the same team from last year. They don't have to prove prove anything to me to be honest with you, but. I just think over a four-quarter game, Washington has to play at such an elite level on offense to be able to win that if the offense just plays above average, there's a lot of games they could lose. And especially if Dan Lanning didn't pick the riskiest option of all time every time. You can't full send it every time. Uh, what, do you, what do you see in that, uh, in that Washington uh, scheme that you think you'd most be able to exploit? Well, I, I think most of it is defensively. You know, schematically, they do a good job mixing it up. O offensively, you don't have to have a super complicated scheme when you have Michael Penix and that group of receivers out there. And I think their offensive line's punched way above their weight. But schematically, I, I think defensively, you know, they, they get out of their gaps a lot. They're athletic enough to make plays in the front seven to be able to run things down. And, and when they out-athlete you, it, it kind of hides it. But against Oregon, I mean, you saw what Bucky Irving and that offensive line did. It seemed like Washington isn't super gap sound in the front seven. And if you play a team like Georgia or you play a team like Michigan or a team like Texas that can run the ball as well, not only can they exploit you for points, 
but they can keep that offense that Washington has off the field because the defense doesn't maintain gap integrity. But, I mean, they run zone coverage. They run man stuff. I actually don't think Washington's bad tackling in space. I just don't think they're super gap sound up front. Jay Crane, Crane and Company, a fantastic show, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube, part of Real Daily Wire. You can check him out each and every week. Always appreciate you, Jake, and uh, agree or disagree. Love the debate, man. Thanks so much. For sure. Definitely, guys. Always enjoy it. Y'all be good. All right. Take care. Jake Crane, Real Daily Wire. Uh, You know, Jake does not want to go down the transitive property route with Michigan. Right, transitive property, guys, is if A beats B and B beats C, does that mean A beats C? And the answer is, of course, no. But the results are so closely linked. I mean, how can anybody tell me that Ohio State did not belong on the field with Michigan last year? And they didn't. 45-23, to Michigan just about doubled them up. And then that same Ohio State team has Georgia beat dead to rights. Michigan loses to TCU. Uh, Georgia makes TCU look like a high school team. You can't tell me. Michigan lost to TCU when TCU caught on to their sign-stealing ways. Okay? You can't tell me that that wasn't intimately involved in the results that we saw on the field. Where is somebody, though, and maybe this is one of those things you really can't figure out in the middle of a game, but uh, where is the person figuring out that that their signs have been compromised and then changing things to counteract that. I mean, we saw it. Uh, we saw it in Philadelphia's last game. They're now running fake tush push plays. You know, they're running now schemes off of the tush push, which was supposedly an unstoppable play. Well, somebody figured out how to stop it. Now they're running fakes off of that. So if you think that that the people have got your scheme figured out, you have to change what you're doing. That's what happens in college football. You can't stay static with your with your signs, your signals, and your scheme. There you go. 71307 on the uh, madworldattractions.com text line is where you can get to us. Your texts welcome on the show here on the show today. Coming up next, if Dabo is not going to change, do you still choose him for however long this level of football at Clemson is going to last? That's next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. And we are the fan upstate. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 p.m. today. Great to have you guys with us. I got some really interesting numbers that I want to share with you here. Okay, I think this is pretty cool. This is from Kelly Ford. Okay, so Clemson, uh, in terms of games remaining on Clemson's schedule, they have Notre Dame, they have Georgia Tech, they have North Carolina, and they have South Carolina. They're four and four. Should they go one and three, then they don't make a bowl game this year, right? One and three equals no bowl game. So who would one and three have them losing to, right? Uh, That would have them easily losing to Notre Dame this weekend. North Carolina, these are two games that are easy to see Clemson losing right now, right, despite the fact that they're at home. Can you imagine a year ago, Diesel and I were saying Clemson's going to beat the all-time home field winning, the the all-time winning streak for home games? Clemson's going to set that mark. Oh, no one's going to beat them at home. 
No, Notre Dame's the only team that has a shot. I mean, that's what we thought a year ago. And then everybody beat them, right? A win for you at Death Valley and a win for you at Death Valley. I feel like Oprah Winfrey right now. Everyone's beating them in um, in Death Valley. One, one and three is not far-fetched to see for me. It's a loss to Notre Dame, a loss to North Carolina, um, and and one of the two of Georgia Tech and South Carolina. Could you see that happening? It's feasible. It's feasible. Don't say it isn't. Anyway, Kelly Ford tells me there's a 14% chance that Clemson misses a bowl game. So uh, 86% chance Clemson makes a bowl game, 14% chance they lose three out of the next four. How about on the Gamecock side of the coin? South Carolina needs to sweep four home games in order to make the college football playoff. Good news for them is none of these teams is in the top 25. Not a single one. All right? If you were to power rank the four teams that South Carolina plays between now and the end of the season, how would you power rank them? Right? I'll tell you what Las Vegas says. Las Vegas says it's Kentucky 1, Clemson 2, Jacksonville State 3, and Vanderbilt 4. Las Vegas and the odds makers and uh, the football power indexes, the analytics, say that Jacksonville State is a wee bit better than Vanderbilt. Okay, so it's Kentucky 1, Clemson 2, Jacksonville State 3, and Vanderbilt 4. What are the chances that South Carolina runs the table and makes a bowl game? Per Kelly Ford, the number, you want to take a guess at this, Diesel? South Carolina's chances to make a bowl game. 8%. 8%, you say. Very close. Very, very close. If this was a contest, I would have said within 5% either way, and you would have won. It's 12%. 12% chance that South Carolina wins their four home games and makes a bowl game. But if, if you're a Gamecock fan, like you got to be encouraged that Kentucky looks very beatable that Clemson is beating itself day in and day out. And that's, you know, that's that's the truth, folks. Bad teams beat themselves. Clemson is not a good team right now. Jacksonville State could be a little bit tricky, and Vanderbilt is just a win, unless you fail to show up, right? That's how it goes. Let's get to Just the Facts, who joins us next on the show. Welcome to the call. Welcome to the show, sir. You're off sides. Good evening. How y'all doing tonight? Doing very, very well. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come on as you know, I'm I'm only gonna I'm only gonna tell tell it like it is, just the facts. I'm gonna straighten this this bull crap out. First of all, let me let let's get this out of the way. Dabo Swinney is on no kind of hot seat. No, no he's so, not no listen, listen, he's so. not on the hot seat, but the seats no. are warming. The seats they're are not warming. Even warming. They're, they're, they're not warming. Even warming. Yeah, they are. No, <laughs> you believe that the administration, the ones that really cost you, is going to fire or run off? Here's what I believe by that, just the facts. Wait, 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 wait. Here's it what ain't I. Happening. Well, here's what I believe about that. No, no, no. You, not hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Um, what Dabo did to win in 2015 is not mm-hmm. what you need to do to win in 2025, and Dabo is learning this the hard way. Okay, mm-hmm. you're speaking mm-hmm. about national championship coach like he could still win that way today, and we, you see that you can't. So the question is: Is Dabo willing to change? And there's a lot of people. Josh Pate, who joins the show, believes Dabo's not going to change, and his days winning at the highest level are over. 
So are, is he willing to change or is he not willing to change? And if he isn't willing to change just the facts, then you better get used to a bunch of four and four records through eight games. No, I'm going to tell you how, how and, and this is how you're going to get used to a bunch of four and four and five and sixes, and six and sevens is when you run off a great coach and I, I'm 56 and I've been around a long time and been a Tiger fan for me since I was a child and I've been through, I've seen the West years, the Hatfield years. I've seen when Ford was there and before Ford and run off a great coach, run, run one off. And uh, they don't walk through them doors every day. And this young generation, it, it runs around crying, Oh, we're four and four. You know, this me generation, this, this, you better please me right now so I can wear my t-shirt out tomorrow and feel like I can live through Clemson and through what they did vicariously. Just the facts. When is, when is, when is Georgia four and four? When does that happen? Well, there was a lot of years there when Georgia Georgia wasn't even in the picture. You, you, we're yeah, but, but right that. now, in today's day and age, well, well, they've got the same has, coach well, that well, they've had. That I, Clemson has the same coach that they've had. When, how, wake how me long, up when Georgia's four. Wait a minute. Now, how long? How long has Kirby been there? Six, seven, eight years. Okay, how long was, uh, has uh, Dabo been there? Okay, so you're saying just wait a little longer and he'll have four and yeah, four yeah, seasons. We, we don't know okay. what's down the road. Well, when, when is uh, when is when is Nick Saban's four and four going to happen? When does that happen? Well, now we we you know Nick Saban we had to put him in the category by itself. I, that's a run. That's you know I can't even I okay. can't even you know Nick Saban what 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 he's done in Alabama, but but I would put Clemson and and Dabo right there behind because the run that Clemson has had since 2015. But like he said, there's only three teams that's won two within five years, and he's one of them. I mean. The ball, what these idiots don't understand, this young generation, they have a hard time knowing doo-doo from apple butter. You know, they, they have spread the wrong thing on a loaf of bread in a minute. They they, they never experienced anything. And, and this crowd sure hasn't, hasn't experienced any hard times at Clemson. Uh, and what you don't understand, you don't understand how hard it is to win at that level and then to keep it going. And – for a man who has gave you 15 years of greatness, and you have one bad year, and you ready to trash yeah, it. Yeah, but, but no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, just the facts. It's not one bad year. They've underachieved three years in a row. Why can't you well, have well, the goal? Yeah, that, well, Why can't you no, have again, the goal to make to make the CFP every year? Georgia minute, does. No, again, this generation is win it all or nothing. I, I, nowhere will I ever call last year underachieving. We were we won twelve ball games. When I was growing up to win twelve ball games, man, you had a great year. You, everything was fine. It's this win it all or nothing mentality that's ruining college football. There is nothing underachieved about last year. Did we meet every goal we wanted? No. But very rarely there's only one team that's gonna do that every year and you gotta have a lot of luck on your side to get that to get that. Hey, as just the facts, we got it we gotta run, buddy, but listen, I appreciate your call. I appreciate our difference of opinion. Offsides is the show that gives you both sides, right? And so you're you're free to call in and uh, debate, and we thank you so much for doing that. Um, you know, we got to run because we got uh, we got the top five at five coming your way next. But guys, I will tell you this: there's there's a select few teams that have a goal, a realistic goal, to make the college football playoff every year, and Clemson should be in that class of program. Shouldn't they? You know, the Georgia, the Alabama, maybe LSU, the Michigan, the Ohio State, right? 
Uh, the goal is to make the playoff every year, and Clemson should be in that in that category. You know, and three straight years of missing the playoff after making it six years in a row shows you that, you know, while you appreciate Dabo, something isn't clicking at the level that it was. And in my opinion, it's missing on two straight quarterbacks. It's not getting with the transfer portal and NIL. Okay, it's poor staff hires and player development, and it's a stubborn philosophy. That's what's going on, in my opinion. The top five at five is next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.